Hey friends, this is episode 14 of The Trust. Today we're going to talk transitions and we're going to say goodbye. That's right. Goodbye. Let's see where this takes us. You're listening to The Trust, the podcast of the SDDC Unit Ministry Team. I'm your host, Brad Cattleman, and we are glad you have joined us today. I hope this energizes you, edifies you, and may you experience God's blessings. Well, folks, it's the Army life, and it's that season of life again when we PCS. You know it. You're familiar with it. It happens every summer, and this summer, it's my turn to move. And I have a special guest I want to bring on today, but before we get there, let's talk about transitions. The Army does this really well. When somebody leaves, they do a great job of moving someone else in to take that place. God does this pretty well, too. One of my favorite stories from the Hebrew Scripture is the story of Elijah. Now, Elijah was the greatest prophet, and you read about him more in 1 Kings, but I just want to talk about his transition. So God has told him to go find his successor, and so he goes to a field, and he finds him, and his name is Elisha. It's in 1 Kings 19. So Elijah went there and found Elisha, son of Shaphat. He was plowing with twelve yoke of oxen, and he himself was driving the twelfth pair. Elijah went up to him and threw his cloak around him. And so you see, isn't that great? God has raised up Elisha to follow Elijah. He has told him, he has prepared him, and Elisha is going to do great things in the name of Elijah. And God does that over and over in the Bible. When it's no longer time for Moses to lead the people anymore, God raises up Joshua. Well, the exciting thing is that the army has done it here too. They have picked an excellent replacement for me, someone who will do great things here, who brings a wealth of experience and mature ministry and is going to be superb for the SDDC. And so I brought him onto the podcast today so we could meet him. So let's go to the interview. Uh, Why don't you go ahead and tell us what's your name? My name is uh, Chaplain Mark Sedwick. Okay, and what is it you're going to do here at the SDDC? I'm going to be the command chaplain here. Okay, that's pretty exciting. So the reason I brought Mark on today is that he's going to replace me. And so I want to make sure to bring him onto this podcast to help you get to know him better. I think this is interesting. Tell us a little bit about your history. How did you come into the military? Yeah, it's uh, a long story because I'm 56 years old, but we only have 10 minutes or less, so I'm going to go fast. First, I joined the U.S. Coast Guard back in 1988. Chaplain Sedwick enlisted in the Coast Guard. For four years, he did public affairs. Then he attended officer candidate school and was commissioned as an officer, conducting counter-drug operations. And that took him all over the world. So I was a hard-charging Coast Guard officer. Except, like many military members, and maybe some of us once in a while, he wasn't balancing work and family really well. He found himself at a Promise Keepers event in Tucson. Promise Keepers is a Christian organization whose mission is to help men be solid husbands and fathers. One of the speakers was a former Fortune 500 CEO. And he was talking about how he had sacrificed his family on the altar of his career. And I thought to myself, wow, I've done exactly the same thing. Uh, As a Coast Guard officer, I have sacrificed my family to go on deployments, to volunteer to be gone during Thanksgiving and Christmas and other holidays. And so I came home from that event really convicted in my heart that I had placed my career above my family. I'd placed my career above my relationship with God. And I spoke with my wife and I said, I believe God is calling me to be a pastor. 
And she was very supportive. She said, you, a chaplain, you, a pastor, don't you have to be nice to be a pastor? Uh, Isn't there some kind of height requirement? Uh, But after all of that, uh, we prayerfully considered our, uh, where with a path that God would choose for us over the next couple of years. And I resigned my commission in the Coast Guard and started Concordia Theological Seminary in Fort Wayne, Indiana in the summer of 2000. And if we're keeping score, that is not too far uh, into the future. We would uh, experience 9-11, which would change my focus of ministry uh, considerably. That's awesome. Where are you coming from? I'm coming from, most recently, uh, Army South, and that is at Fort Sam Houston in San Antonio, Texas. What are some of the things about being at the SDDC that most excite you? I'm really excited because, in a way, this is coming back home. Uh, in, in my very first deployment as an Army Reserve chaplain, I went to Camp Arifjan, Kuwait, and I was with a transportation group or a transportation brigade. So it was really a, an extraordinary appreciation and education that I was privileged to receive how vitally important it is to get the beans and the bullets to the warfighter at the front lines. A great privilege to provide uh, ministry to the soldiers, family members, and authorized uh, DA civilians uh, that do such a great job. Really uh, behind the scene, uh, not getting a lot of attention and fanfare, but their mission is, is extraordinarily critical. And what are the things that most excite you about ministry right now? You know, everywhere I've been, uh, it's always a, a great privilege to speak with young soldiers. Uh, and, and when we think about the fact that less than 1% of the U.S. population uh, volunteers to wear this uniform. Um, everywhere I've been, I've encountered soldiers who have experienced tremendous conflict in their personal lives with their parents, with their siblings. Uh, we all know the story of, of young soldiers that get married very young and get divorced uh, and all of these things. Uh, so Paul talks in Second Corinthians about the ministry of reconciliation. And whether you're a Christian or not, it's important to take a look at our own lives to examine where we are at with our personal relationships. Because what's happening in our families, we're going to carry that into the workplace. It's going to impact our performance. It's going to impact uh, the relationships we have, uh, professional relationships that we have. So I really, really uh, am gravitating now to this idea of reconciling uh, with one another, the ministry of reconciliation that God has given to us to carry out here in this world. Well, thanks, Mark. It's great to have you on today. I really appreciate you being here and uh, look forward to hearing more from you on this podcast forum. Thank you. Okay. Well, now the hard part. I have to say goodbye to all of you, but we're going to do that right after this break and a word from our sponsor. Hi, Renee Boyd, Equal Employment Opportunity Specialist and all-around extraordinary person. Hi, Taplin. How are you today? I'm great. So I found this article online. I just, I just need you to read the headline real quick. Yes. Sitting too long can kill you, even if you exercise. Oh my gosh. I don't want to die. I sit a lot. What should I do? You can stand up at your desk. I can stand up at my desk? Yes. How do I get a stand-up desk? Easy. The process is extremely easy. Just talk to your supervisor, submit a reasonable accommodation request, 
get a note from your doctor and boom. Well, there you go. If you also don't want to die because you've been sitting too long, you can get a stand-up desk. And if you use the offer code TRUST, that's T-R-U-S-T, it's all free. Just bring a doctor's note and a supervisor request. That's all you need. Have a great day. Offer code only applies if proper documentation is included, which includes a reasonable accommodation request and a proper doctor's note from the medical doctor. Now the hard part, saying goodbye. Saying goodbye can be really hard, and it should be. There's a story I'm reminded of from the book of Acts when Paul is sailing by Macedonia and Ephesus, and he stops and he talks to the church leaders, and then he has to leave Ephesus. And we can read about what happens in Acts chapter 20. They all wept as they embraced him and kissed him. What grieved them the most was his statement that they would never see his face again. Then they accompanied him to the ship. The best part of that story for me is that the people wept because they knew they wouldn't see him again. That is the sign of a good relationship. Goodbyes can be hard, but the sign of a good relationship is that it's hard to say goodbye. Isn't that both a blessing and a frustration? But isn't that what we're striving for? Good relationships. So saying goodbye is tough. It's hard. And so with that spirit in mind, I want to say thank you. Thank you for taking care of me for the last year. Thank you for blessing me and my family. Thank you for allowing me to be a part of your lives and share with you these short devotions, these minutes of inspiration from Scripture. And I want to leave you with this classic blessing from the book of Numbers. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. So may you be a blessing to those around you. May your goodbyes be difficult. And when you say goodbye and you share tears and you share good memories and you share in God's blessing of your relationship, may you remember that no goodbye is forever. Thank you and God bless you all. This episode is recorded and produced by me, Chaplain Brad Cavillan. Big folks to thank this week. I really want to thank the folks at the G6, especially Teresa. As Chaplain Sedwick and I were completely clueless about how to fill out the paperwork for getting Nipper and Sipper accounts, I just want to thank her for guiding us through the step-by-step process. Thank you for helping two lost chaplains who are out in the wilderness. We need to thank Renee Boyd and for all the folks in the EEO office, both for helping with the sponsor message and mostly for just putting up with me. As always, I want to thank our voice of the Bible, the redoubtable John Orell. His voice is like the feeling you feel when it's been 105, five days in a row, and you look down at your phone and you realize that it's only going to be 75 degrees tomorrow. Thank you, John, for blessing us and sharing with us your deep voice. We are trusted professionals, but trust in the Lord with all your heart, soul, and mind. This is The Trust. God bless you all.